I'm Logan. And I'm Ryan. And this is Automatic for the People. It's automatic. It's automatic. It's automatic. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Automatic for the People, a Mr. Robot podcast. We are on episode two of our season three rewatch, uh, Undo, episode uh, 3.1. So... Second episode of the season. We won't get into all of the confusing. It's <laughs> less confusing for this season than it is for last season. So, but it is 3.1. It always confuses me when I go to the Amazon menu, though, because it'll play, show me the next episode. And I'm like, I'm on the second episode. And it just said 3.1. I was like, no, it's the second episode. And I started playing that one. I was like, wait, no, none of this is right. Like, what? I was like, oh, yeah, 3.1. It starts off as 3.0. I always <laughs> forget. Um, I freaking love this episode. I, I really like the season three premiere because it, if nothing else, it introduces us to uh, Bobby Cannavale's char- character. But this episode is so damn good. Like, it reminds me of the episode in season one when uh, Elliot has this whole, like, I'm going to change. And yeah, we get and the, like, the Starbucks Still episode. My Sunshine and Starbucks. Yeah. yeah, Gideon's like, did Elliot have a Starbucks cup? Like, it's such a, like a mirror to that episode. Um, and then just like in that episode, like, we get 10 minutes of him pretending like everything is just awesome. And he's got his life on track and everything's going to plan. And, uh, then he's like, then he has the breakdown where he's like, well, I'm not really telling the truth. Not everything is great. The loneliness is back and it's worse than ever. And, um, you know, we see him crying while he's watching, I guess, Dancing with the Stars, um, which is so weird. Like, so weird. I would be crying, like, too. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's this, like, this idea that you're watching something so monotonous that, like, you know, it kind of puts you in a trance or something. But, well... Go ahead. I was going to say, but I do that with like The Office or Parks and Rec. And it's not that it's monotonous. It's that I've seen those things so many times that it's like a, like Linus's blanket, you know? Yeah. Like it, it gives me comfort. I left this episode wondering how many times Elliot was talking to us when it wasn't really Elliot talking to us. I I see what you mean, but I I never felt I never got that feeling. Like anytime he's talking to us, I always feel like it's Elliot. Yeah, but there's a few times, especially in this episode, where 
you think it's Elliot, but it's really not Elliot. Even if you just take this episode, how many times in this episode do we think it's Elliot when it's really Mr. Robot? Yeah. And but it's always his interactions with other people. And I I love this is I think uh the first time in this series that we get an understanding of what it's like to be on the other end of that. Because even though we know they're the same person by the end of season one, it always still feels like they're two separate people. And this is the first time we really get a sense of what it's like to be in the room with somebody. And yeah, so by the end of season two, you still feel like it's basically two different yeah. people. With so. the exception of that one scene with Angela where she's like, uh, you know, how can I be lying to him? I'm staring right at him. Um, but it's still, not just that one scene. It's that whole interaction with. Between. Well, but it's Christian Slater for most of that interaction. Isn't it? Um, Until she says I'm staring right at him, then it's. Actually, we're looking it at switches Elliot. to Elliot. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like we don't see any kind of change or anything. Like in this episode, twice, more or less twice, we see him change in a very short amount of time, going from somebody who's very like docile and timid. To somebody who, like, you're worried might kill you right now. So, like, it really, really puts you on edge and puts you more in the, the, the other side of, you know, less on, not, not that you're not on Elliot's side, but more understanding of, everybody else's reaction to Elliot. No, yeah, I get it. Um you brought up the the I'm just gonna call it the Starbucks episode. Um it very much has some of that uh I'm gonna call it the trippy episode. Not as trippy but almost just as much of what the hell is really going on? I have yeah, it's like shot. yeah, it's like you can't get your bearings. Um, so it has a little bit of that in it too. Yeah. Um, I it I seems did. like every every time you thought you knew where we were, everything flips again. You're like, I can't keep track of this. <laughs> Yeah, um, the, uh, I tweeted some stuff while I was watching it. I was looking for the Twitter thread. Yeah. Or, yeah, undo. Um, I had that same reaction with this last episode of the Cloak and Dagger that I watched where she was dreaming about, um, certain things. I don't want to ruin anything for anybody, but. Isn't and, it nice uh, to see uh, um, 
what's her freaking Gloria Rubin? Yeah, I love Gloria Rubin, man. I think we've had this discussion plenty of times. Yeah, but like having even though they are relatively minor roles on Mr. Robot and Cloak and Dagger, she's so good and you're about to get to something in Cloak and Dagger where you just like want to stand up and like slow clap at her performance for like the next um, three episodes. It's yeah, so- it's already started. Um, I think I've only got two episodes left to catch up, but it started when he came. Uh, he showed up back to talk to his mom. And uh, she's kind of like, what are you doing here? And you kind of see this progression of where you thought Gloria Rubens was just a deer stuck in headlights. Where it comes off more like she was actually just planning. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) She was saving her child. Like she like does this on the fly plan that you as a like as a viewer don't see coming together um it, it's so good and yeah she's she's fantastic man uh she's not i don't think getting enough credit for any of the work she's doing on any of these shows because and i mentioned it last uh episode uh, about her talking to Mr. Robot. And I said, did we see that episode yet? Um, just because I knew it happened and I couldn't remember where it happened in the timeline. But this is that episode, obviously. And that scene is just... Actually, yeah, both this... of those therapy scenes are so freaking good. Yeah, I was just about to say, this might be my favorite of all the therapy sessions that we've had with Elliot. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Because you very much get to see this, like, not, I mean, we've seen his dark side before, but not to the extent where, like, this is a friend of Elliot's that he confides in. And we haven't seen Mr. Robot really go dark on a lot of the people Elliot confides in. So it, it was kind of a whole different thing. Yeah, we see him do it to her and Darlene in this episode. Yeah, when he started choking Darlene, that was a... It it very much... Like, it's not that I don't believe that that, that's possible and in that scenario, of course, but, like, it also feels like something that exists to justify what she's doing. Yeah. Kinda. And it's certainly something she would use to justify what she's doing after the fact. So, because obviously he's a danger to everybody around him. So, um, I want to ask, ask you a question. I tweeted this out. Nobody's responded, but so, None of the episodes in this season feature any leet speak whatsoever. Oh, really? Yes. Like the titles of the episodes. Every episode before 
the the I meant to bring this up last episode and I forgot. But every episode before this does. And I don't know if this is something I don't remember if we discussed this before. But I mean, if you go back and uh look at all the other episodes to my knowledge and i'm looking at them there's only one that doesn't feature any elite speak well if i guess it's debatable there could be two or no sorry three um, one's a part one and a part two <laughs> no in it okay. one and in it five are not technically leet speak or not leet speak at all. Um, but the I don't. There's such computer terms that I feel like. Yeah, but we've gotten that in episodes too. Yeah. Still with the leet speak. Why not a one for an I? Because you already had the uh, one in the title. I mean, yeah, that seems like a cop-out, though. So, I don't know, it could mean something. Um, I mean, watching this episode, I had thoughts of, um, so is Elliot, like, is this like him as a computer and there is a antivirus software running through Elliot correcting all the things that's wrong or trying to correct all the things that's wrong with Elliot's brain? And like Mr. Robot is this virus that just won't go away. I thought about that watching this episode too. I just looked at the titles for the rest of the episodes of the season and I'm actually wrong. There are three episodes that do feature lead speak. Four, five, and six. But the rest so are just when it's not necessary, they don't use it. Well, I mean, the ep- so the first episode is power saver mode. There's plenty of room there. Undo. I mean, there's the zero right for the O, you know. <laughs> uh... Legacy is the next episode, a three instead of an E. But metadata, runtime error, and kill process all feature leak speak. Then it's Frederick and Tanya, don't delete me, stage three, and shutdown. So I'll, like, I'm going to pay really close attention to episodes four, five, and six. Not that I'm not paying attention to all of them, but to see... If there's something in an episode that deems it to have leet speak and not have leet speak. Uh, that would be a question I would ask Sam Esmail. Like, why, like, specifically these episodes, why aren't the titles in leet speak? Like, what, what does that mean? And it might mean nothing, and that's okay. But very few things in this show mean nothing. So, 
I, I want to know what 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 he's hinting at. Um, and we get so at this uh, point. That's all I want to know. <laughs> yeah, we get vigilante uh, hacker Elliot back for a little while in this episode, which is really nice. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Uh, it's it's the sh- that it's ten minutes of the show we thought we were getting when we first watched the the opening scene of the the pilot, which uh, I should say this while we're recording. Uh, it's not coming out on the day, but today marks four years since we oh, were live cool. on iTunes. Not since we recorded our first episode, but we went live on iTunes four years ago today. So 5-19-2015? So, yep. Is that the hack date too? 5-19? What's the hack date? Uh, 4-19. Oh, oh my God. That would have been insane. <laughs> <laughs> I might have just been like, dude, no, I can't do this right now. My mind is warped already. Oh. No, 419. 5-9. Five, 5-9. Nine. Five, nine. <laughs> I don't know. 5-9. Uh, hey, we were close. Oh, uh, I don't know why. <laughs> I knew it was 5-something. When you said 419, yeah. I didn't think that sounded right. I I don't know. I guess I got Star Wars on the brain. <laughs> Thinking 420. No, 5-9. It's the 5-9 hacks. <laughs> Why is 420 Star Wars? Uh, that means it's time to smoke pot. <laughs> no. Uh, that's, uh, well. No. When did Star Wars come out? It was May something, wasn't it? April is four. Or, I meant April. <laughs> April 20th. Well, I'm glad my brain isn't the only one that got fried today. Or scrambled. More like scrambled, not fried. Yeah. No. Anyway, none of that matters. I meant 5-9. I know it's 5-9. Um, uh, God, now I forgot my... I'm off, off. Forgotten my train of thought here. We'll go back to your Twitter, your tweets. So Joanna's dead. That happened. Yeah, I completely forgot that it was like I shot him, or he shot me. I shot him. He shot her. Blah blah blah. I forgot that that dude even lived. Yeah. Or he was alive at the end of this episode. Um. I hate that she's dispatched so quickly, but at the same time, she's so dismissive and manipulative that I, I, I don't know. Ultimately, I don't feel bad for her. I feel bad for her child, but I don't feel bad for her. Yeah. It, uh, it was a heck of a death. Um, it plays out like something from Heat. Oh, yeah. or it's Like a Michael uh, Mann movie for like five minutes. 
Yeah, I was thinking. Can't... I was trying to think of another Pacino movie, um, like Carlito's Way ish, or. But definitely, Michael Mann is is the way to go. Yeah, it's definitely like something from Heat. Like, I don't know. It's just like so almost detrimental. But like you said, but she's so evil. Like you don't really feel bad. But she was starting to become somebody you could kind of get behind, you know, because you just found out this dude was messing with her with the phone calls. Of course, she she did have his wife murdered (laughs) by her husband. Yeah. And then she manipulated another dude into framing him for his own wife's murder. Yeah, it's kind of like that from a certain point of view thing. But if they showed it to you from a different angle and you had, like, all these good reasons behind it, maybe she was hurting people that have hurt her or her family in some way, that makes you think about all of that much differently. Yeah. I mean, she's like like any good villain. She's understandable and compelling. You can see where they're coming from. Like she's not mustache twirling, not none of none of the like <laughs> she never revealed her plot to everyone right before they Right. <laughs> you know, she she was a good villain, you know. And although actually I th- I would have love to know like what was what was your end game girl because i'd really like to know where you were going with this for real um i mean it's the it's that whole adage of you know what the difference between uh a hero and a villain is is one bad day yeah you know she died the villain before she could become the hero. <laughs> Pretty much. You know? It, it's... it's You know, you can see that. It, it's so... Uh, I don't know. She's just such a, uh indelible character. And so... I guess it, it's a point to her ability and how she's written... In that, like you were, like you said, kind of swaying to her side of things, and then like when you reframe it in the other way, it's like, oh wait, no, like she's a she's a not a good person. It's very Game of Thrones ish. Not to you know get on that bandwagon, but uh, or not bandwagon, but subject, um. So many That's of everyone's those characters. favorite subject. <laughs> no, I mean, there's so many butt hurt crybabies about this season, but whatever. <laughs> um, no, you brought it up. Uh, I tweeted earlier. Um, <clears throat> uh, Stephen Amell actually tweeted something about Game of Thrones. That's hilarious. Um, and I have to read it to you, but you can talk about the episode while I find the tweet. Um, 
So we also find out in this episode that Darlene's not in on the entire plan. She's not as embedded as she thinks she is, or we thought she was. Uh, she does not know about the relationship between Elliot and Tyrell until the FBI tells her. She doesn't know how how much bigger all of this is. Yeah, yeah I kind of had like this... Just, it all hit me like a ton of bricks. Like, wait, wait, wait. I thought Darlene knew. Like, it just kind of punched me in the face. Yeah. I, 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 I was like, whoa. <laughs> Which also adds to why she is so uh, more or less okay with uh, turning on Elliot. You know, because she finds out she's not the right-hand woman that she believed she was. She's not as important to all of this as she thinks she is. Okay, real quick, Stephen Amell tweeted, uh, how do I start a petition to prohibit the people who signed the remake season eight of Game of Thrones petition from watching the finale? <laughs> I just, I retweeted, I said, you're my hero. I love you 3,000. <laughs> <laughs> Surprised you didn't get a favorite out of that. Um, that's pretty awesome. I uh, thought it was hilarious. I was like, yeah, you know, it, it's just a TV show, guys. Um, well, I mean, that it's, again, not to bring up sore subjects, but The Last Jedi, same thing. Movie made a boatload of money. And all you can seem to find online is people who do not, not even don't like it, actively hate it and want to burn it down. How did it make so much money? I don't know, but I'd see a lot of love for it, too. Maybe you're just looking in the wrong places. Maybe you're just friends with a lot of angry fanboys. I wouldn't say friends. Certainly Several well, I'm sorry. At work who you quote follow unquote, a lot of angry fanboys, quote unquote, like Star Wars at work. They they hate the movie, so and it's mostly about what happens with Luke, not anything else. And the Leia scene, they were they're all pissed because Leia didn't die in the movie. Like, well, I mean, yeah, I think it would have made sense, but. If you look at the grand scheme of things, like they would have had to go back and refilm large chunks of the film <laughs> to uh, to make it work. They just made the movie they intended to make, and decided. I didn't mind any of it other than the look of the Leia scene, and yeah. I didn't mind her using the Force. I wish we could not... use the Force a lot more. Yeah, me too. Let's not even get into Star Wars. That's for our other podcast. Can you? Oh, uh, yeah. Just, I'll say this Leia wielding a lightsaber. Oh, my God. I mean, I'd love a book where it's just like alone time with Leia where she's using the force that, not that kind of alone time, all you people with the dirty minds. But, um,. Just her using the force to 
or practicing using the force because just because we don't see it, it it doesn't mean it doesn't exist i mean and especially when you're telling a story that's completely false to begin with (laughs) i listened to this uh we're off on a tangent now but oh well I listened to this podcast, uh, several podcasts, uh, really, about uh, Avengers Endgame. And the one kind of common thread that keeps coming up is it just feels like there are movies that happened in between these movies that we never got to see. And I just, I don't know why we never got to see those movies. Well, because it would a, cost billions tell, of dollars. <laughs> if you tell all those stories that happen, quote unquote, in between, like you're looking at, I don't know, a dozen movies a year. You'll be and, 85 by the time you see all those movies. And, yeah. And by the time we actually would have like progressed to Avengers Endgame. I mean, it, it would have taken them 25 years to get there. No, like, it's okay that stories happen that you didn't see, you know? I mean, see, (laughs) here's the thing about that, okay? There's a difference between feeling like there was stuff I didn't see and being lost and confused and feeling like there's stuff I didn't see and, boy, I really wish we would have got to see that. Those are two different things. Exactly. (laughs) Like one of those is bad writing (laughs) or direction or whatever. And the other one is actually excellent storytelling and world building. You know, um, we talked about, uh, I didn't really get to talk about much when we talked about St. Almost Fire on our Ryan and Logan make Spencer watch movies podcast, which hopefully we're getting back to this week. Um, uh, but like, in St. Elmo's Fire, all of those characters have backstories with each other and in inside jokes. And, like, there's all this stuff that you don't understand the meaning of. You understand the emotion of it, but you don't understand the meaning of it. Because you weren't there for those stories. And that's perfectly fine. That actually makes a film feel more real to me because here's the thing like you your story is about you but every single person you come into contact with has quote-unquote lived a film that you never got to see yeah i really love to like talk to somebody who said something asinine like that like if they would have made those movies i wish like you said i wish we could have seen that but like like the hulk thing in endgame they're like there's a whole hulk film we never got to see and we're just like thrown into this i'm like they give you all the information you need to understand what happened yeah would have been nice to see that progression of the hulk what would have happened if they would have made that movie Everybody would have got all in a tissy because this is the end of the MCU. That's it. It's done. It's over. This movie's terrible. Blah, blah, blah. That's exactly what would have happened. Probably. 
it's better that you just seem that way and you're like, oh, okay. Well, I guess y'all resolved this problem. <laughs> uh, anyway, back to Mr. Robot, which is, I mean, that's a, it's a perfect example for this because all of these characters all have uh, relationships that you've never gotten to see. And the, the show, this season in particular, plays up on that. Well, like, this episode especially. Well, it, it starts with the the premiere. Like, Mr. Robot and, um, God, what's his name? Bobby Cannavale's character have met before. We didn't see that meeting. And then, uh, you know, you got all the stuff with uh, White Rose and Price that we're just getting glimpses of we don't even understand for the most part like we understand what they're talking about but why is it important yeah we don't know why the annexing of the congo um, the congo like what what are they doing in the congo um you know it's just like you understand price's motive like ecoin needs to be the currency well that's because he's in charge of it you know if he was uh heading up bitcoin he wouldn't have a problem with it oh i loved price in this episode what even though once again he's only in it for a minute but he i mean he just commands that you recognize him (laughs) He is the Doctor Doom of Mr. Robot, which I know I've said before, but like he's so bad. But at the same time, it's like he's not really wrong. He's evil, but he's not exactly wrong. <laughs> so um, I know we haven't really been throwing out spoiler alerts, um, but there's something I'm pretty sure happens on later in this season. That I kind of don't remember if if I'm accurate, and so spoiler alert: skip ahead about you know a couple of minutes. If you haven't minutes. seen all of season three, I really don't know. Well, I'm about to spoil something possibly. Um, is, is he Angela's dad? Yeah, that's what I thought. We've talked about this. What? I guess I forgot again. But I'm watching, I was like, pretty sure that's her dad. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't remember. <laughs> We've talked about it since the rewatch started. I didn't remember that. Yeah, I've mentioned it a couple of times. I probably was Not wasn't sure what you were talking about. So I was like, okay, I don't want to ask because I'm enjoying the rewatch. <laughs> And you were, you've been very specific about like, I can't wait till we get to season three because I don't remember most of it. Uh, Yeah, yeah, she's, uh, that's why he, like that look on his face when White, well, I mean, basically White White Rose Rose told us. Yeah. Yeah. That's when I was like, oh yeah, that's his daughter, ain't it? Uh, I mean, basically White Rose told us in this episode, like, you know, I know you're not trying to get in her pants. And then I remembered us having the conversation about 
that's why when we our original watch us talking about him not trying to get in her pants because he was actually just looking after her because that's her real dad right um, which explains why she's so cold and empty <laughs> yeah it, it, she is very price-like at times um so i do what i know i mentioned this initially when we watched the episode two years ago uh or almost two years ago um the skull cracking scene may be the most gruesome thing i've ever seen on television and i watch a lot of tv wait what what happened? where they're drilling into uh joanna's skull oh yeah yeah like i just i i'd forgotten all about that and the minute you see that saw going into the bone i was just like yeah, that's oh, god like that's stomach. when uh dom uh mentions that the dude the, the driver he's still alive yeah uh, and i'll i skipped over something i wanted to say about white rose specifically bd wong's performance don't mistake my generosity for generosity. generosity. I thought that was great. Freaking brilliant. He delivers it so, so well. Um, but you brought up Dom. Somebody, we repeatedly talk about how fantastic this character is and how far ahead of everything she is. Um, and, and how quickly she's able to put pieces together and not have it feel like she's just too smart for the show, you know? Except like apparently she can't dead. figure out that that guy is working against her. <laughs> she's too close to the situation. You know? Yeah, that's that's understandable. Yeah, when that video aired... I was like, that's not F society. And then they broke it down. Um, And yeah, it's definitely not F society. And she's like, they're pretty sure Darlene's right. I just can't put my finger on it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So. That bit with her in the uh, uh, examination room or the, the morgue or whatever is the closest we ever get to really her doing the uh here's what's going on thing so uh the exposition stuff but it's much needed exposition uh i don't know why they didn't just have it in that dude's hotel room while we had to see the the bone <laughs> saw <laughs> um, our hotel room hospital room i mean um like that would have been much better than watching that but i mean props to them i feel like i watched part of an autopsy i mean i watch uh uh i zombie and that chick eats somebody's brain i was just like, about to ask you that quote unquote brains i've done that like 12 times this episode and make it into like whatever and maybe the first episode, I was like, oh, that's a little upsetting. But it 
like it never makes my stomach turn. Him that still does into me. that skull and like <laughs> tapping on it with that screwdriver thing, like oh god, man, I, I was just like oh I forgot about this. <laughs> um, I I don't know what it is. Uh, but Dom, going back to her, absolutely the unsung hero of this show. She's so good. She's such a great character. The scene with her and her her partner were at the end where they're sitting there and he's like, oh, yeah, they, you know, uh, Elliot sent an email to Tyrell, but it, it was nothing. And, you know, she starts looking at it and then they hear that noise and she just puts it all together really quickly. Um, and not it like it kills me because it could come off so Angela Lansbury, you know, yeah, or Perry Masonish or whatever, but it doesn't like it feels very natural. I just I love it. I really want that FBI Dom DePiro show. Yeah, I'll probably mention this at least ten times. I know at least once. But the Karen Cisco show that aired for a whole season with um yeah. crap, I lost her name now. Carla Gugino. Yeah, Gugino. Um a show like that would about Dom would would just be great. I mean, God, that's all I think about every time she's on the screen. I'm like, I just want to see her like solve mysteries and stuff. That's all I want to see. Yep. She's so good. Um, And yeah, so the episode ends with Elliot having figured out, not Elliot either, or not just Elliot. Mr. Robot kind of knew, but Elliot definitely put all the pieces together, you know, and set them up and now knows that Darlene is working against him. I have yeah, has is, proof that Darlene's working against him. See, that's part of, by the end of the episode, I was so, like, mind warped. Um, it, Mr. Robot says that Elliot didn't see what Darlene was doing. But then we see Elliot going home, getting the dog back. Um, oh, yeah. Go sit down at his computer... And start typing away, and you're like, oh, crap, you know, he's giving them all the information they need, blah, blah, blah. Within a few minutes later, you find out that, no, no, he knew exactly what he was doing. So then I'm like, was that really Elliot in the hallway, or was that Mr. Robot? Yeah, you don't really know. Especially when he sits down at the computer, I guess you don't know if it's Elliot or Mr. Robot. But you definitely get the sense that it's Elliot when they see him on the camera just by the lost look in his eye. Yeah. Mr. Robot would have like a more determined look in his eye. Yeah. I agree. Um, which so makes that's me- why by the end of the episode I was like, I don't, I don't even know. Like, so that just made me wonder, like, if the lost looking guy on the camera 
was really Mr. Robot. How many times was it really Mr. Robot that we thought it was Elliot? And then that got me to how many times has Elliot talked to us that we thought it was Elliot, but it was really Mr. Robot. Mind warped. Now you guys know where I'm coming from. <laughs> so uh, I want to talk for a minute about the article that you discovered and texted to me yesterday. Uh, hey, I like I was when I saw the what was it called the the I wasn't gonna of click Mr. on Robot. it. Yeah, ethos of Mr. Robot. I wasn't gonna click on it because of the picture because I saw the picture and I was like, this person is obviously a moron. But you wanted the link, so I had to click on it to get the link. Then I started reading, and I was like, what is he writing, a freaking college paper? Yeah, and, and it makes some valid points, but it makes them so, like, look at me, I know big words. And That's a, Did you not read the comments? Of, at no, the end of it, the wouldn't let, it wouldn't let me read the oh comments. Oh, my God. Somebody totally... Cold busted him on that. Like, um, you know, you might get your point across a little better if you didn't use a bunch of words that nobody knows. You're j- this just seems like you trying to prove that you're a super duper smart person and not you actually yeah, and not actually dissecting. Congratulations! You know how to right click on a word in Microsoft Word and look for synonyms. Like, good job. Yeah, somebody straight busted him on that. Good. Good. Um, you can Google it, the ethos of Mr. Robot. Um, it is an interesting, uh, poorly uh, ri- I don't want to say poorly written. Poorly it, it, researched. <laughs> no, because the research is there. Like, there's a bunch of si- uh, uh, sources cited and... Uh, like all this other stuff, it's just, I don't know. It feels like somebody who's trying to prove he's smarter than everybody else. Yeah, and I can't, uh, that's so annoying. Like, hey, look at the words I know. And I know words to mean the same off. thing. And I didn't have to get a college degree to, to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, it, it's all stuff that we've talked about. And it's not really about Mr. Robot. So, Anyway, going back to my original point is I saw the title of the article and I was sitting at a baseball game and it was kind of boring. So I was like, oh, well, I'll read this. And so I couldn't click on the link. I had to have you send me the link. I never looked like I wasn't paying any attention to the picture. And when you click on the link for the mobile version, it doesn't bring up the picture. Yeah, there's no pictures in the article. Oh, okay. That's whoever's running the website. Oh, uh, okay. Which could be the person that wrote the article. I don't know. I didn't do that much research. But that's whoever was in charge of, like, like you post our stuff. Yeah. Whoever, whoever was in charge of all that chose that so picture. The dude that wrote the article knows how to use the thesaurus that he's got in Microsoft Word. The dude that posted the article if it whether or not it's the same person (laughs) only knows how to use google image search and probably just clicked on the first thing he recognized when he googled mr robot mask (laughs) i was i was like angry when i saw that 
It's like, that's the freaking V for Vendetta, Matt. That's a guy fox mask. That's not a Mr. Robot mask. <laughs> Mr. Robot's mask has the white mustache. The I had scrolled past are... it three times and not noticed. And uh, I think about the third or fourth time I opened my Google that day, it was still there. And I went to, like, read the little subtext underneath the title. And I was like, that's not even the right freaking mask. <laughs> oh, it's pretty funny. I, I, I did send an email. It wouldn't let me read the comments. But I did send an email and just what said. What did your email say? <laughs> hey, uh, that, that picture you're using for the Mr. Robot article, that's a Guy Fawkes mask, not a Mr. Robot mask. You might want to fix that. I didn't uh, think about emailing them, but, you know, I mean. You just you look if, stupid. Uh, I mean, if you're going to put that much work into writing uh, basically what is a thesis paper for <laughs> some class this dude was in, wouldn't you make sure everything was the way you wanted it to be because yeah. the picture just gives you no credit. I mean, it just simply says it. it I'm a yeah. moron right off the bat. <laughs> so if the person that wrote the article is the same person that posted it. Yeah. I mean, congratulations. You're an idiot. Um, but even if I wrote the article and you posted it and, and I had put up the wrong picture, wouldn't you immediately be like, Hey, change that picture. Man, like now. if I put that much into that, I would send you the picture I wanted you to use. Yeah. What if he did? What if he did? What well, if he, he, he that, sent that picture? That makes him even dumber. <laughs> uh, I did think it was hilarious. Um, I just couldn't, I couldn't stop with it. Like, just like for real, for real. Um, I should have looked the dude's name up on Twitter and tweeted him. Yeah. Uh, Cause that, I didn't send you a link. I sent you a screenshot. That was yeah, a picture. That's, why, that's I why, kept, why I wouldn't let you click on it. Yeah, I kept trying. I was like, why won't it let me click on this? It just keeps, I was like, oh, he sent me a screenshot. So. Yeah, I like to shrink my pictures down so it looks like... So people keep trying to click on... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that reminds me of yesterday I was sitting here watching these people that just moved in down the street. M most people don't, don't know my street, but when you leave my house, there's one way you can go where it looks like you're leaving the neighborhood, but you're really just going into a dead end. <laughs> and these people moving in down the street down here, man. I know exactly what you're talking about. Every time I went outside, somebody was turning up that dead-end street. And um, it's like when I used to work in the mall, um, the center doors at the mall pull out. They don't go in, but they have a bar across them where it looks like you can push in. Like you're going into like a convenience right. store or something. So I used to sit out there and smoke a cigarette on my break and just watch about 30 people just bam, bam, right into these doors. 
And it, it just, it it's hilarious, like a rat getting lost in a maze, kind of. So that that is funny. That, that just reminded me of those people going down the wrong way. <laughs> just like, must have been like six people, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah. And the looks on their face, like you can barely see them, but they look left, look right, like, I'm not sure what which way to go because that looks like a dead end and that looks like a dead end. I know this way's a dead end because I just came from that way. <laughs> it's kind of funny. It's a poorly designed neighborhood. It's not all their fault. Oh yeah, it's like I, my picture, my uh, screen capping ability isn't all Logan's fault that he kept trying to click on it because it does look exactly like a link. I was I was laughing when you're like send me the link. <laughs> I'm like he, he well, thought I I, he thought that it. was the link. <laughs> um, but I mean it's and it's it makes a lot of valid points. Things we've uh, um said you know, before. Yeah, talk about million dollar words. Uh, Dude definitely had some million dollar words. Like I bet I, I bet you're fun to play Scrabble with. <laughs> and he had to challenge every word he puts down. But like that's not like, a word. I don't believe that's a word. Yeah. Um anyway, so uh yeah, I don't really have anything else to say about this episode. So well, good, because I want to ask you about Cloak and Dagger. Okay. Um, and remind me, because we might have talked about this before, too. Spoilers but, for Cloak and Dagger. Yeah, spoilers for Cloak and Dagger. Um, yeah, I mean, you're missing out if you're... And I'm not going to spoil too much, because unless you've seen it, you won't know what I'm talking about anyways. But when you bring up vampires... There's only one name in the Marvel Universe that pops into my head. Despair? Blade. (laughs) And we're in New Orleans. And, I mean, I think somebody wrote a lot of stories about New Orleans vampires. Not sure. But, um, would it not be a ton of fun to see Blade show up in this show? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Have we introduced vampires on this show? Did I miss something? Um, it's that mythos. That, well, I'm not even going to use that word. Stay away from Logan's sensitive. <laughs> um, the myth that um, the old voodoo-ish lady, the girl he likes, oh, Cloak. Yeah. Her aunt or whatever told him the story of these three, um, they're called the vampires something or another's. Yeah. Some kind of vampire sisters. Yeah, I forgot about the story. That's a good story, though. He tells it to his mom, remember? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'd be down for seeing Blade. Uh they were called the Vampire Nuns, something, something Vampire, or something like that. I can't remember. 
so you just watch B-sides, right? Uh, yeah. Let's yeah. see. May 9th, 2019. How Buffy the Vampire Slayer inspired Marvel's cloaking dagger. TVGuide.com. Just in case you wanted to read that. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> Marvel doesn't have Buffy, does it? No. Honestly, that would be a lot of fun to have Blade and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, but yeah, I just finished uh, whatever it was you said. Yeah, B-Sides. It's like the alternate universe episode. Uh, uh, yeah, I think Cloak and Dagger and... Uh, uh, Doom Patrol might be my favorite uh, shows on TV right now. So, the story was that um, the King of France sent these women over to help populate um, basically the New Orleans area. Um And when they came over, they were kidnapped and taken away. And basically, the king asked for them back, and they were never heard of again. <laughs> and according to this, it's a true story. They were known as the Casket Girls. Uh, I assume that's how Buffy the Vampire Slayer inspired it, by changing them to the Vampire Nuns. Yeah. I didn't watch Buffy, so neither did I. So good for them. Um, what was I gonna say? I I was gonna say something about uh vampires. Yeah, well, dealing with the. Uh, the cloak and dagger stuff. And now I don't remember what it was. Oh, despair. Because uh, I brought him up. Um, which he's, uh, he's not a vampire. I think he's just a demon. Um, isn't that from like Ghost Rider? Well, yeah, he's he's a supernatural character, but he's fault. Like, so we're gonna get Blade and Ghost Rider. We're getting a Ghost Rider show. I know. Is he gonna cross over with this? Oh, I don't know. That'd be awesome, though. Um, but I'm pretty sure that that dude that uh, yeah, uh, that's despair. The the guy that's messing with their uh. Messing with their heads? Yeah. Okay. That's a version of that character. Because he's... Uh, uh, emotional... Uh, not emotional vampire. Uh, he, like, feeds off people's emotions or something like that. So Kind of like one is fear, one is 
Yeah, he like um, pulls from fear. Like that's what he feeds off of. Like you being afraid. So he can like go in your thoughts and like manipulate you and make you afraid. Well no, see that's what uh what that's what she needs to pull out her doesn't she no she makes people afraid. No. And he, he makes make people, people afraid. Oh, okay. It's the reverse. She okay. she gets all her powers from hope. That's where she draws the light from. So there's, he's fear, she's hope, he is despair. Yeah. That's that's very interesting. And I would love to see Ghost Rider. Well, I mean, it's coming to Hulu. So, Ghost Rider. Blade would, Dam- be, a, Blade would be a good character to introduce in. Damien Hellstorm's uh, getting his own show, too. Oh, that's cool. Uh, he's one of my favorite characters. So, uh, it unfortunately will probably, unless they do something different, will probably wind up being a lot like Lucifer. So, because one of the, one of the few incarnations of Damien Hellstorm, he opens a private detective agency. He's the son mm-hmm. of the devil. And he's a private detective. So it's like uh, Constantine mixed with Lucifer? Um, yeah, very much so. I, I saw something the other day that said, um, to, which I'm not, I haven't caught up on Lucifer. I haven't watched any of it. But uh, saying so, this season of Lucifer demands a, a John Constantine like cameo at least. No, in next season. No, it doesn't. I didn't read. I don't click on most of that crap that I read. <laughs> I could tell you. I mean, but you're going to watch it eventually. No, yeah. I'm planning on watching it this week since everything else is over with just about. Yeah, no, it, it doesn't. It absolutely doesn't. I thought maybe there was like a reference to something in there, but no. that's It would be the same as if you were like, if you watch Supernatural and Constantine, you'd be like, well, this episode of Constantine demands that the kids from Supernatural show up and, you know, fight demons or something. No, it, it's just because they're dealing somewhat with the same thing does not demand a crossover. And they're technically in the same comic. I was about to say, well, they're in the same, like, universe comic book universe not television well yeah yeah <laughs> lucifer exists all it and it should exist all on its own like the, a lot it of that's better that way yeah a lot of that stuff i mean it's already kind of just a goofy procedural but things start making a lot less sense when like, okay, so the devil's running around, but also superheroes are running around. So, like, not, yeah, none of that ever comes up. Much supernatural crap out there, or mystical, or Right, you would have magical. attracted the attention of somebody. <laughs> so, you know, it just it doesn't really... It, I very much love what Arrow has birthed over the years 
it has now become like a total convoluted mess of the amount of people that are running around in these TV shows. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm glad that's one of uh, the main things that I like about legends steering clear of most of those other shows. It doesn't, it, it doesn't feel so convoluted with them. Crisis will involve uh, Supergirl, Green Arrow, Flash, Legends, and Batwoman. Batgirl, so, or Batwoman, I'm sorry, yeah. Um, I'm guessing Black Lightning, not so much, but I I could still hope. Um, I'm going to call it right now, Legend of Tomorrow's over after next season. Um. And I was about to say, if you say that uh, Arrow's going to die, like, if you're not sure of that, then not you obviously... I'm 100% sure yeah. I watched the finale, so I'm 100% sure that he's going to die. Um, I'm you talking about the Arrow finale from yeah. this year? Yeah, I've already yeah. seen it. Yeah. Um, no, I'm saying Legends ends after next season. Flash ends the season after that. Oh, well, I could I could use a little more Flash, but well, uh, it's so up and down. Well, I think it actually they've done a pretty good job at ruining that too with all the people with powers. Like when they gave uh, his. Uh, what's his name's girlfriend powers when she was pregnant or whatever? Uh, yeah. Like, oh my god, here we go. <laughs> yeah, it's a little ridiculous. So. All right, well, uh, you can tweet us at Mr. Robot Podcast, email us Mr. Robot Podcast at gmail dot com. You can support us on Patreon, Patreon dot com slash Automatic for the People. Uh, go check out all the other shows we do uh, at XwingFiles dot com including the uh by the time you hear this the finale for uh game of thrones uh will have aired and we should have a nice roundtable discussion about it up on the website uh for the no one podcast or you can just find it on itunes go rate and review us uh and we'll be back uh, in a few days because we're trying to really push through season three uh which you have to admit really really like i love season two but season three is like it moves like there's oh, no it's definitely moving yeah it's chugging right along you know there is that that season two very much feels like an act break you know like slowing things down and like <laughs> go get you know, your popcorn and your drink yeah. so um hey, yeah. at least we had that little break because then it like i said mine warped after i watched episode two of season three i'm just like yeah. well i at this point i don't even remember or what's real and what's not nor do i i really don't care i'm just along for the ride right now so yeah. So yeah, we'll be back in a few days talking about episode three. Bye, everybody.
Here's a little ghost for the offering. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here's a truck stop instead of St. Peter's. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mr. Andy Coffin's gone wrestling. 